Good morning. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Sane. I'm your host, Nicole. Today, I want to talk about community, a sense of community. Are we a source of encouragement for our fellow man, our fellow woman, our fellow father, our fellow mom, our fellow wife, husband, sister, brother? Do we humble ourselves enough to really connect with someone struggling, uh, encourage them, let them know that their feelings are valid, that you've been where they are, that, you know, they can survive this, that they can do this, that, you know, you, you know that which you say, cause you've lived it. Are you someone who is making that effort to connect? <clears throat> It's a sense of community. I wrote a book. It, it's in the process of being published, Fight Like a Girl for Your Marriage. And the premise of the book was really to um, be that sense of community to women and wives of all um, you know, status, whether you're newlywed, you've been in the game a while, or you're a veteran you know, like me or even more of a veteran. Um, you know, I think the hardest thing for us to do <clears throat> is to humble ourselves enough to tell someone else who is struggling, who needs that connection, who needs that positive reinforcement, who even maybe needs that kick in the fanny to get their crap together that you have been there you know, you've done this, um, AA uh, and NA and all the, you know, um, addiction type, uh, groups. That's why they meet is to be that community. That's why it's important for you to go all the time because someone is going to, someone has done what you've done. Someone has struggled. Someone has relapsed. Someone has, you know, cheered you on. Someone has made it, you know, they've made it where they can now be a source of a encouragement or a resource of help to someone else. Well, we need that in all areas of our lives. And, you know, whether you're newlywed who, you know, is just learning that holy shiitake mushrooms, you know, she really can't boil water. Or maybe you're a newlywed who just realized um, when he goes tinkle, he doesn't put the seat down. For the record, people who know me know that is a big no-no in my book. I have a whole sign about it. There's a whole thing. It's a humongous no-no. But, you know, you might just be learning that. Maybe you didn't live together beforehand. Maybe you're super, super traditional, which is great. Whatever works for you. But you know you as the other person has also been there. I mean, whether you live together or you first time you're spending the night together is on your wedding. Either way, there was still that first time when you realized, oh, wow, I had no idea. Like, Oh my goodness. I, you know, I didn't know, like my husband is probably still shaking his head 30 years later. He had no idea my love for tuna noodle casserole and it is real. And I only want it out of the box from Betty Crocker and it is non-negotiable. 
But, you know, I'm sure he had no idea like, oh, wow, that's, she really, she wasn't kidding. She really does love that. And, you know, he would have to work around that. Like, how is he going to get out of tuna nuda casserole, which has been his life's mission, y'all. The man hates tuna nuda casserole. And I love tuna nuda casserole. But my point is, someone else has been there. Someone else has been in my shoes where they've run up on that or been in his shoes where they've had that like struggle. And, you know, are we being a sense of community to each other? Are we humbling ourselves to say, "Mm, yeah, I've been there. Or are we spending our time going, well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you know, we don't have that problem in our house. Well, you don't have it now, but you had it then fool. I mean, really, can you not relate? Can you not remember? Or is it so important to you to look like you have all your ducks in a row that you don't remember the time you literally, you know, slept in your shirt or overslept or, you know, had to run late to work and you forgot to even brush your teeth, you know, whatever it is, can you not remember and humble yourself to share that compassion, that empathy, and that support to say, yeah, I remember, you know, anxiety keeping me up all night. That's when I started making lists so that I could check things off and I could actually quiet my mind and go to sleep because I had this list. Well, you know, it seems like a duh, but for some people, It's not a duh. For some people, it never enters their mind. I mean, I, you know, it just, that's just not how their brain works. And, you know, if that's not how their brain works, something so seemingly obvious and simple really would be mind blowing for them. And how much would that mean to them for you to empathize, remember, humor, you know, be, um, you know, humbled enough to say, yeah, you know, I remember when I had to, you know, get in the couch cushions for coins to be able to afford a 99 cent hamburger at McDonald's. I don't know if they still have them, but you know that, you know, the deal. So, you know, if you're one who's eaten filet mignon now, well, great, but you weren't always, if you're one who can afford to pay all your bills now, great. But was it that way always? Or really were there times that, oh my gosh, I only have $50 for food. And, you know, what can I do to make this dollar holler? And, you know, or maybe, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so sorry that your new mother-in-law or new father-in-law, you know, doesn't like you or, you know, it's feeling like that. But I remember, you know, that struggle that, you know, that feeling of inadequacy or that feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be good enough for them, you know, and can you be a source of encouragement? Can you cheer them on? Can you share ideas? Can you be that community, that safe place? I feel like, you know, again, last week I talked about, you know, we've gotten so plugged into our devices that we've unplugged from humanity. And I feel like this is kind of like part of that, you know, we, 
we are forgetting that from which we came. We are forgetting that, you know, there was a time we were over overdrawn on our bank or had a lot of credit card debt. And it's great if you have progressed past that. Fantastic. But can you not remember and can you not empathize and, you know, can you not be a part of a safe place where some guy or some girl can really just share their heart? Like, oh my God, you know, I'm feeling like a failure as a husband because I can't provide for my wife and she had to borrow money from her parents, you know, for school or an interview outfit or whatever, you know, and, you know, he's feeling like a real schmuck when he's doing all he can, you know, working two jobs and trying to go to school. He's not always going to be on the struggle bus. Someday he's going to come off that struggle bus. But, you know, can you remember back in your early 20s? Can you remember back when you were newlywed? Can you remember back when you were hefty and before you lost all that weight? Can you remember how it felt and help someone else? How they felt inadequate, how they felt, you know, um, like they couldn't do enough or couldn't be, weren't good enough or couldn't do the right things or always open their mouth, inserting their foot. I mean, that is me to a T, all those things, but I remember them. Now I go to the other extreme. I always remember them, but my point is I remember them so well, um, almost too well, to be honest, but that now I reach out to somebody else and say, you know, Hey, I remember, and I remember what that felt like. And, you know, maybe when you invite somebody to coffee or whatever, and you see them hemming and hawing because, you know, they're really not sure they can afford the 545 grande latte at Starbucks. You know, if you can afford to treat them, say, Hey, my treat this time, next time, maybe you can get it. Or maybe you can say, Hey, if you don't want to go to Starbucks, I, I make a mean latte at home and I can, you know, whip up some muffins. Would you like to come over and we can have the quiet of the house versus being in a public venue, whatever it takes to connect with people, to be a community, to be a source of encouragement. You know, that's where I think we are failing our fellow man and womankind. That's where we're failing our kids because we're not telling them, hey, I remember driving on bald tires. And, you know, if I can ease your struggle a little bit, or, you know, maybe you can't afford to ease their struggle. But don't make them feel like a loser because they can't do it either because you couldn't either at their age. You know, you weren't always 50. One time you were 20 and did something stupid. One time you were 30 and did something stupid. I mean, you know, it's just, it happens. And I just think maybe we can do better to each other be there for each other, reach out for each other, but be real, like share, be vulnerable, be humble instead of, and, excuse me, I think 
part of the struggle is we want so much to be the big man or big lady on campus. And we want people to think we're all that in a bag of chips. But I think people think more of you when you're authentic, when you're really real, when you let people in, when you don't embarrass people or shame people and you don't make them feel like it's kind of like, um, there's a story went on social media about a pastor. He had been hired at this church, but before he went in to preach his first sermon that day, he dressed like a bum and was on the steps of the church. And he was really trying to see who in his congregation was a servant with the heart for Jesus or who was a hypocrite because, you know, they were walking the walk, but, or talking the talk, but not walking the walk. And when it came time for him to go in and he walked in looking like a bum and everybody immediately around him was, you know, off put and, oh, this pew is full. You know, we don't have room for dirty people in our church or poor people in our church or broken people in our church. And when he made his way to the pulpit, you could have heard a pin drop because that was his message. Church is for the broken, the dirty, the poor. Well, so is life. So this isn't about being a good Christian, although, hello, but it is about being a good human. And it is about remembering that, you know, you know what that feels like. Even if you weren't ever homeless, even if you weren't ever dirty, you've been broken. You have been feeling inadequate, drowning in sorrow, on the struggle bus, just, you know, on a constant loop with no end in sight. And so this is that call to humble, you know, share, support, encourage, be a sense of community to your fellow man and womankind. And if you happen to also be a Christian, be a real one, be authentic be who Jesus would ask you to be, who you would be if Jesus was standing right there, because we're all made in his likeness. So that's the challenge for you this week. Uh, if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, hit me up at 15 minutes of sane, uh, or at 15 minutes of sane.net. Um, you can drop me a line, find us on Facebook, follow in the Facebook, uh, discussion, but y'all make today so awesome that tomorrow gets jealous. Have a good one.